Good morning. We are back with another Husky Northeastern Huskies episode of the Morning Skate. I am uh, Brownie. Once again, my co-host, Ked, can't wake up before noon, so he could not join us today. But I am joined by the reigning national goaltender of the year, top 10 finalist for the Patty Kaz, first team All-American, the reigning Hockey East goaltender of the year, first team All-Star, All-USCHO team, the Beanpot top goaltender, Hockey East all-tourney team, three-time Hockey East all-academic team, and the Northeastern program record holder for single-season wins, games played, and minutes. That's right, Fort Phillips, the brick wall of Gwyneth, Gwyn Phillips. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good, thank you. I told you that was going to be a big intro. Yeah, I, you said some things that I didn't even know, so. Hey, you earned them all, man. I mean, <laughs> that's all you. Uh well, let's jump right in. Uh, Athens, Ohio. Oh, are you a Cleveland fan? Browns fan? Since he? Uh, so I went to the same. Well, I would have gone to the same high school as Joe Burrow. So. Um, oh, since yeah. he that nice. By default, yeah. All right, fair enough. I just I was I was going to give you condolences if you're a Cleveland fan after yesterday, but we'll just continue on. Uh, <laughs> how did you get your start in hockey? Who was your biggest influence? Who put you on skates? Uh, so like you said, Athens, Ohio, Southeast Ohio, not really a Mecca of hockey. Yeah. Um, but there's like, uh, there's a university there with a pretty good ACHA team. So there is like a rink there that has, it had a youth program and I don't know how my brother got into it. I'm sure my dad just thought it would be fun to try. And so my brother got into hockey and then he's like six years older than me. So. You know, I wanted to be just like my brother and yeah, so I yeah. ended up putting the skates on when I was pretty young, following in his footsteps. Uh, and then at some point I took a wrong turn and started playing goalie, but uh, I guess it worked out in the end. Well, I was going to ask, because usually it's like there's there's the two typical answers, right? There's the um, the kid with the older siblings that's like, well, the only way they let me play is if I played that. Or there's the kids that are like into the ice time and the gear. They're like, well, I can be on the ice the entire time and I get all the coolest gear. So I was just curious, which if you fell into either of those camps. I'm, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the draw was. Um, it wasn't like my brother putting the pads on me to shoot on me that I can remember. Uh, maybe it was the equipment. I remember, uh, you know, that peewee tournament they have in Quebec. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, so my brother was at that. And I went, I'm pretty sure I'm telling this story, right? And um, that was like around the time I wanted to be a goalie so bad. So I remember like forcing my dad to buy me a pair of pads, at, like a plate against sports up there. Yeah. And I think that was the start of it. Like I remember walking up and down the hallways in those pads at my brother's hotel. So I guess maybe it was the equipment. Um, but uh, it took a lot to get my dad to let me do that. He... Like, you know, when you're really little and you have like the, you just, every two minutes, the whistle blows and you change goalies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd always do the goalie thing. And around that age, my, like my volunteer coach was a like the chief fireman. And my brother, my dad was like, if you push this, like I will, I will be burning your house down. <laughs> so it took a lot of convincing. So I don't know what my draw was, but clearly there must've been something. If we ever asked your dad, he'd probably be like, you know how expensive goaltender equipment is? That's usually the big pushback. Because you yeah. the way kids grow, it's not just skates, it's everything, you know. I mean, he I think he didn't like the he didn't like the pressure. He didn't want oh okay he didn't want everyone to be mad at him when I let the goal in. Um 
And I can't even say it was the equipment because he, I mean, I was wearing duct tape pads for a while. Like he, he saved his money as much as he could. Let's not, let's not feel too bad for him. Was there a, um, was there a player that you looked up to growing up? Like uh, uh, even a skater, not necessarily goalie. I mean, mostly just, I didn't really watch hockey growing up. And I, I still don't, which I probably should, but um, I think I mean, what you're doing is working. So I think you're fine. <laughs> I went to school in Pittsburgh. So like, you know, everyone, you know, Flurry and Crosby were always yeah. you know, pretty influential. They just also like from the stories, they were always pretty good people and stuff. So I guess if I'm going to pick an NHL player, it'd be them. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's a pretty, pretty good ones to go after. Right. Um, did you play other sports growing up? I know you played lacrosse in, in high school. Anything else besides that? Uh, yeah. So lacrosse in high school. And then, um, I, I, you know, I did all the sports, like gymnastics when you're really little, soccer for a pretty a while. Um, I, was, I was really – I, like, hated track, but I was really good at it. Um, and uh, so I did track all through middle school. Um, what else? Oh, volleyball through middle school. But uh, not – like, it was always – hockey for like yeah like, you know, i'd go to after school practice for volleyball and then drive up to columbus for practice for hockey so yeah the it's always interesting though because you hear like there's always kids that have success in sports you know to varying degrees but the one common thread like with d1 athletes and pro athletes is like yeah i played all kinds of sports growing up i tried everything but the kids that burn out are the kids i feel from my experience are the kids that are you know, oh, it was hockey 24-7 all year round, you know, and I just feel like it's a, it's an interesting uh, learning thing for uh, parents uh, The uh, to have that diverse background, interacting with different kids, playing different sports, trying different skills, and I think it benefits you in the long run. No, it's just, it's just a common thread. Totally. I mean, I there's a handful of my teammates now that are like, oh, like, i if I wanted to, I probably could have focused on this sport and gone to like, yeah. like I know Skylar Irving is always like, yeah, I was actually a pretty good lacrosse goalie. Like I considered making that my route. And I think that's pretty cool. And I, I like, I think it expands your horizons as a person and as an athlete, you're just doing different things, getting good at different skills. So yeah, I totally am an advocate for the multi-sport stuff. I'm sure you've heard coach Carp's like historic story about his seven goals in lacrosse that time. Uh, no, but oh my gosh, don't, don't, don't bring it up because he'll you, you'll lose a half hour. He uh, he got us into the uh playoffs with the seven goals one game, and it was uh, an epic moment. In, I'm surprised uh, that hasn't come up. In every I'm surprised it's not in his Twitter bio, to be perfectly yeah. honest with you. Um, when you were growing up, so you you uh play right handed, right? Yeah, catch righty. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. were there coaches that had issues with that or coaches that tried to trade, trade, uh, change you, your style? The only issue I had with that was finding hockey sticks. Okay. And gloves. Honestly, I never had a coach try to flip me or anything. Um, every time I do a camp though, they're like explaining, go to your glove side. And then they look at me, roll your eyes and say like, or your blocker side. But, um, <laughs> And honestly, I think it's been um, like a benefit for me. Oh, yeah. I mean, players want to shoot glove. It hits my block. Like it just even my teammates who I've been playing with for five years, they, they're like, oh, yeah, I always forget you're backwards. I'm like, you 
you shouldn't like you're looking at me you should probably see like what you're actually seeing but, i mean that's kind of a cue to pick your head up maybe a little exactly, more. <laughs> exactly so i don't know i think it's always been a benefit for me because it throws the player or the shooter off pretty pretty quick yeah i was just curious because there are times where like even watching you guys i forget and then i look at something and i'm like oh yeah she's opposite handed yeah. yeah and it's not really you can't call it backwards it's different handed i guess you know yeah most people call it backwards. <laughs> uh, you you touched on uh, Shady Side. So you went to Shady Side Academy. So it's a K through twelve. Were you there for the whole for the whole run, or did you go there towards the end? No. So like I said, with following my brother's footsteps, he went there in high school because their high school program started have like they had a dorming setup. Mm-hmm. So I just so I followed his footsteps when in my high school freshman year. Gotcha. Um, and they had a really good relationship with Penn's Elite, which is the club team I played for, uh, all of like my development. So, um, yeah, I went through all throughout high school and, uh, lived on campus five days a week, worked out pretty well. Um, and then I was able to grow up a little quicker too, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, I think it was beneficial though in the long run, not like not only academically because it's such a good school, but also just like, yeah, like you said, like growing up, learning how to kind of be on my own put me a little bit ahead of some of my peers. Um, but I know a lot of high school or a lot of college kids now go to prep schools. Like we have a bunch of Williston kids, Cushing. Yep. You, so how big, how big are the class, the graduate, like the graduating classes? Of, what was it roughly? I'm just um, curious. I, yeah, I looked I think, it up, but I couldn't figure it out. I think mine was like one of the bigger ones at like just under like 120, but I think okay. the one below me was like 90. All right. So it was so pretty it was decent fun. size. Yeah. You, I mean, you know everyone. Um, the dorming community was a little bit smaller, so like it was pretty intimate. Like I, I don't know. Like I think it was when I went there, maybe like 60 kids, 30 and 30, 30 guys, 30 girls, but it could be kind of off on that. Uh, Sky Moore was in your grade, the wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, that's was, pretty. That's got to be pretty cool to see him in the NFL. Totally. Um, he was a really interesting kid. Like, I don't. He was always nose to the grindstone. Like, he was always in the library doing homework. He was never, um, like never in the student lounge, like messing around. So when he did so well, and like he was, you know, he was good on our football team, sure. And right. then when he went to college and did well, I was really happy for him. And then you know, going and scoring his first touchdown in the Super Bowl was unreal. Yeah. I mean, kind of wish I knew him better. And I, could, like, <laughs> brag him, but... I think you can brag about it. You went to high school, Sky Moore. I mean, yeah, you know, it's pretty neat. Uh, three-time first team all oh, WIHLMA and three-time league champ. Um, and I saw here that you played wing and net. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Um, so that's Wilma. It's our league. Uh, oh, Wilma. Okay, that yeah. makes more sense than me yeah, yeah, yeah. spelling it all out. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it was like all over the board competitive wise. When I went there, there was like one team that would give us fits, another team that could like kind of push us, and then some teams just like dropped off because um, there just wasn't like a lot of women's hockey, and so a lot of times, and they were like when I was there, they were like three goalies. And so on your team, yeah, on my team. Okay. So, and I think all three of us could play out. So instead of like having two backups where like you don't even need one, we would just kind of rotate and play 
player. That's great. Um, and it just like made it more fun because honestly, like I wasn't getting high quality shots a lot of times, or like sometimes I wouldn't get any shots. Um, so it just kind of made it a little bit more fun. Like you said, like that's like that multi-sport kind of thing. Like yeah. I got I got to do different things and it was just kind of fun. No, that's that's great. I it, it's um uh we had uh Kelly Dyer Hayes on uh, uh a few weeks ago and she was talking about how she played net uh for the I think she played net for the men's team and then would skate out for the women's team and then flop around just to just to get more ice time. And I thought those situations are awesome if you yeah. get to do that. Yeah, for sure. Uh and you play the cross there also. Um we are you the same hand when you skate out? I'm a right shot, so yeah. Okay. Um, I was just curious. That'd have been that would have been kind of cool if you were the opposite. <laughs> just, <laughs> I mean, that happens and I don't know how you could do that. So I play hockey lefty. Mm-hmm. but golf right-handed, which is why my golf is horrible. <laughs> and Thanks. lacrosse, I favor my right, but I can play left as well. It's just uh, whatever you're comfortable with. My daughter, who's seven, is kind of – she has that little ambidextrous. I'll see her, like, color either hand, and I'm like, I'm not saying anything. I'm just going to keep her, you know. I don't want to be like, what are you doing? You know. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, though. Yeah, it's neat. Yeah. It's a neat little thing. Um, so the Pens Elite you touched on before, uh, you were there for 10 years? If, yeah, that sounds. It was a, yeah, probably. <laughs> now, now that that's uh that was Crosby's brainchild, right? He he got that going, I believe, when he started, right? Um, honestly, I don't know. I know he's got he's got a development program. I think. Oh, maybe that's what it was. You saw the thing recently with Logan Cooley. Did you see that story? I missed that one. So Logan Cooley came up. And he he started in the Penn's development thing. He grew up in the Pittsburgh area. Yeah. And then, I don't know, six years later, him and Crosby took a face-off against each other in the NHL. And it was just like this surreal moment. Absolutely. But apparently, Crosby chopped him across the legs during the face-off. <laughs> like, Crosby gave it no, like, whatever, buddy. Yeah. That's great. We'll take a picture. But, yeah. Which is a great Sid story on top of it, you know, just yeah. speaks to him. No, I, think, I just, yeah. I just curious if you saw, it's just a pretty neat little story. I'm that pretty sure cool. Crosby was the driving force between the development, but maybe not the Penn's elite. Yeah. Um, I think now that I'm thinking about it, I'm pretty sure like I used, I'd help run camps where little kids would be wearing like his like Jersey kind of thing. So I think there's like a development program that is like, you know, his, his thing, but I could be wrong. No, nah, well, that's that's the top research we offer here at the morning skate. So that's <laughs> pretty good. Um, the Penn's elite, though, I assume would fill in uh, in terms of the lack of quality shots that you mentioned earlier. I assume you were getting your quality shots there. Yeah. So um, Penn's elite on Tuesdays would practice at my my prep school. Okay. So, like that was that good relationship I was talking about, and then you know on Sunday we would have like a eight hour day practice kind of thing. And then on the weekends we would go play like, you know, the top teams. So that kind of filled in. And then prior to high school, I was still playing boys. So um, yeah, I would say I got my fill of high level <laughs> hockey. Quality shots. Yeah. Uh, and then the world selects tournament, you were a three-time champ too. I mean, not a bad run there. Yeah. That was, that was just always a fun thing to do. I don't know. I made a lot of friends that way. Um, with different type of pressure, I'm assuming you're there just for the tourney, and it's not the grind, right? More so. Yeah, I think like the it's like a 
10, 12 day adventure. The first like two days are tourism. The next two days are practice. Then after that, it's just like a tournament. So it was really like a pay to play thing, but it was really fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to ask when you said the tourism, so you did get, they had time built in that you guys could tour and stuff. Yeah, totally. Like I, we did all kinds of stuff. Like we did the blue lagoon when we were in Iceland. Um, we did like a gondola thing in Balzano. Uh, yeah, we did um, all kinds of stuff. And even like, I think when we were in Italy after that trip, my parents and another family stayed for another two weeks to like really get our tourism. Nice. So, yeah, there was plenty of time to like see the things, get you know, see the culture. Well, it's pretty cool too to get that international experience when you're that young too. I mean, even for like beer league, we go up for a Canada uh, Canadian tournament uh, if we win the local here and just to go across the border and be like, what are you here for? Like, oh, I'm here for hockey. And they look at you like you and like, yeah, man. <laughs> so it's still, it's that, it's that, you know, it's, it's unique and it's a, it's a experience that not everybody gets to have. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, USA hockey development camp. You've been there three times. Uh, then the national select camp, national festival, national goaltender camp. And then the big one, the collegiate select team series versus Canada. I mean, I'll brag for you. Two games played, two zero and zero with a nine zero nine save percentage. So I mean, I think that's pretty good. Uh, I don't know how else you would slice that up. But what was that experience like? I mean, you talk about—is that a step? Could you see the difference level going from Hockey East to that to that select series? Yeah, totally. That was um, that was really cool um to play in that was it definitely was a de next level um and i could feel it every shot every play um and then, like there were some hockey's kids out there like Nui was out there and i think and so there was some but it, it was it was definitely next level and like even leaving my stats show it right like so it, but it was just it was so cool to play like you know the best um Canadians and then to be practicing with the best Americans it was quite the experience and quite the honor have you been watching the PWHL at all I know you guys were there for the opening night I saw you guys there uh but have you been watching on TV or besides that first game yeah usually I've been pretty good about watching the Montreal games for my friend Murph yeah for uh, Murph right yeah and so I've I watched a few others um and she's yeah, actually playing with uh Marie Philippe Poulon there Top yeah, she's, from her. yeah, she's got. I'm waiting for her first goal, but she's got a couple assists. She assisted one, whatever, two nights ago. Yeah, and a two, two assist night the game before. So just counting down the games until she gets her first goal. So now it's funny. I'm curious how you view this because for me, watching like it used to be, you'd watch Alina get the puck or Chloe get the puck, and you're like all right, they're going to dust like four people, right? And now it's like, oh, they're not able to do that anymore. It's it's crazy, right, to see, like, I'm not saying they're playing poorly by any stretch of the imagination. It's just the, the competition around them is just crazy versus what they were dealing with it at uh, in college, NCAA. Totally. And, I mean, I assume that they're – I hope that they're coping with that well, but it's got to be a transition that is kind of – eye-opening and but it, it's at the same time it's kind of cool that like all right now they're playing with the best of the best yeah so that's got to be really kind of an honor for them so um yeah it's funny too the home teams are having a lot of trouble uh in the new league we were talking about the other day and i wonder if there's so much because the new league so much stuff they have to do in the run-up to puck drop 
that it's like it's it's taxing them a little bit because I think like the I don't think a home team won for like six games or something the first six or five games and I'm just like let them just get ready <laughs> you yeah. know I mean I get I it for the that. first few yeah no I it was pointed out to me by somebody else uh all right so to Northeastern uh were there other schools that you were um talking to prior to Northeastern or or in the mix I guess I should say yeah um I mean I was being recruited before the rule changed so I was like way too young to know like what I was doing so you know I was going on all the visits trying to narrow down the schools but in the end like I think I just kind of got like sick of it and I put up my hands and I was like this seems like a pretty good option and then um it just like in the end worked out so well because it was the best option but I think I was just like 15 I was like I don't know anymore like I'm done with this like which was not by any means like a good thing to do but I just I was so sick of it. It was just so much pressure. And I, it's I, a lot. It's a lot yeah. to ask a kid that age to make a decision that's going to impact the rest of their life. You know, totally. Yeah. yeah. And there were just like so many things that 14 year old me didn't know to question. So um, I just got lucky that all of those things I should have been questioning just were the right fit and the right answer at Northeastern. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Uh, is there um, is there any significance to the number 37? <laughs> No, I no. I really like the number seven, and uh, I think like one of the years going into boys AAA, my coach was like, he told me I'd have a goalie number, which I don't think that's real. And like, what even is a goalie number? Like, Roby on my team is like seventy two, yeah. so um, I was like, okay, what about thirty seven? Which all like still isn't a goalie number, but I guess because it's a in the thirties, and so I kind of ran with that. And then going into college, I was like. I was like, I might as well keep it. Yeah, yeah. Just, my dad was freaking out because it still really wasn't my number. Like I was still like number one primarily on like Pennsylvania. And he was like, you're going to ruin your whole life. Like everything's going to go south. And I was like, yeah, like it'll be fine. I think so. I ran with it. So it's funny. We, um, <clears throat> my co-host makes a comment every single time that I, whenever I bring up Bergeron, he'll be like, Oh, it's 22 minutes in. And you brought up Bergeron. I was hoping that you're going to be like, Oh, it's because of Bergeron, but it's all right. I'll let it go. Um, so the academics, obviously Northeastern's top notch with the work study program, uh, the fifth year availability. Um, the thing I wanted to ask you, uh, so you came in recruited as the starter and then ended up as the backup to Frankel, uh, Aaron Frankel. Um, what was that adjustment like? I know that's, it's hard as the mindset, but I'm everyone, the one common thread with everyone I've talked to coaches, teammates is how team first and selfless you are. That's the common thread through everything. And everyone appreciates all your hard work. Uh, it's just, I know you're a competitive person. You have to be to be a D1 athlete. And I'm just curious how that transition, what was that like? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I was recruited to be this a starter more or less. But like we just talked about, that was when I was 14. I still had like four more years of high school. And so I think around my senior year was – maybe it was like my junior year is kind of when Aaron was starting to like show just how good she was. Mm -hmm. And um, so then it kind of started clicking. I was like, Hey, like, I'm not going to walk in there. Like I wasn't, you know, promised anything. And now I'm certainly not. And so when I got in to, you know, my freshman year, it was an adjustment that I had to, you know, figure out and slowly learn. And I think looking back on it, I definitely did some things wrong, but I think, 
all in all, like I learned a lot about myself. Um, it gave me three solid years to kind of get some development under my belt, uh, you know, learn from Aaron. Like her and I don't play anything alike. So it honestly gave me a good opportunity to pick up some different tools for my toolbox. Mm-hmm. And uh, and honestly, it's like outside of that, like I wasn't the starting goalie. So I, I had time to like really set up my academics. And now I'm like in a pretty good spot now that I'm, you know, the starting goalie and have a lot of things to do hockey wise. Like I'm pretty in a pretty good spot academically to like be able to continue to like run those two paths. No, no, that's great. It's just hard. I know the competitive fire. It's hard. And listen, as a quote unquote number two, for those who aren't aware, you went 13, one and oh, with a 0.64 goals against and a 969 save percentage. So that number two at Northeastern is would have been number one anywhere you chose to go. So I think it, I think it speaks to your, your dedication to the program and your teammates. I, I really do. Yeah. Um, I mean, people asked like if I was going to transfer, especially that last year when um, Aaron came back and yeah. like really wasn't a thought in my mind to transfer. I thought like, I love the school. I love the team. I love the program. Um, so yeah, no, I wouldn't. That was never on the table for me. Not with well, this common thread with everyone I talk to that's involved with the program or even some of the competitors that I've spoken to, like casually, like not in a sit down interview like this. The one thing that everybody talks about is the program and the character of the players that are involved. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really apparent. I mean, I won't name some of your competitors and the way they conduct themselves on and off the ice, but it's clearly, it's, it's clearly a different standard that's been set at Northeastern. And I, I just think it's, yeah, I think it's really good. Um, so the one thing I wanted to ask too, regarding you backing up Frankel, I know you get your reps in practice, but was there stuff that you did like visualizations or stuff that you did during the games to keep you like dialed in, keep you sharp? Um, to be honest, there was only one time I had to go in during a game. And so I had a lot of faith that Aaron was going to be able to go through the whole game. I don't think she ever really, the one time I had to go in, she, it wasn't really on her. It was just like some crazy Like a wake up call for everybody else, kind of. Yeah. I mean, like, so, you know, every day I went in, warmed up adequately did my stuff but I had a lot of faith that Aaron was going to be able to hold down the fort um but uh you know off ice coach Flint set us up with some VR stuff and like I kind of tried to get into that um but yeah all in it was usually the same routine if I was playing coach Flint would usually give me a pretty good lead time so if like I'm playing on a Friday or Saturday, he would have told me by Tuesday just because like oh okay it is it is like a hard like it's a mental thing that it's yep. like okay like I like it so that warning was good to have but yeah well he is the goalie whisperer I mean they got goalie you over there the way, the way you guys are going uh so freshman year you walked in with your class Carter Noel oh uh, sorry uh, Megan Carter Katie Noel Peyton Anderson Alexa Matsis and Peyton Cullenton so you walked in. Capistran was the captain, right? Andrea Renner, you had like some really solid leadership there. Uh, I mean, you had a perfect run, 5-0-0, not a big deal. Three first three collegiate starts, three shutouts, keep the change. Um, was it more of a like, oh my gosh, I'm in the NCAA, or were you just like, yeah, whatever, it's good? 
what was the what was your like moment that you walked in and you were like whoa or did you have one you might not have i don't remember having an exact moment but i definitely remember being like okay this is next level like um you know you're you're at the rink every day working out every day you're showing up to the rink uh at least 45 minutes early to like get warmed up whereas like in high school it was like okay i just ate the fattest dinner I practice in 20 minutes. I'm going to walk to the rink and like throw on my equipment and go like shoot some pucks. Like, right. And then like, Oh, we have a team lift twice a week. That's like not monitored, not strict structured. So, um, take a nap in the corner when no one's totally yeah, like yeah. I, so it, it was definitely like, Oh, like this is, it, this is it. Like this is the next level. Um, and like Cappy and like you said, our leaders had a lot of years under their belt and, you know, Cap, Cappy, love her, take it, leave it. Like, she was honest with you. She was blunt. And, like, I think a lot of people respected that. So, you know, you didn't want to mess up because Cappy would – she'd call you out on it. It's right there. She so. does that on the Nesson broadcast, which I appreciate. <laughs> She'll say it. She'll – you know, I don't I don't hear your broadcast typically because I'm at the rink unless you're, like, too far for me to go watch. But mm-hmm. for other ones, she's, she's good like that. And I, I don't know – I, I hope it I hope people appreciate it at Nesson like you do. You know what I mean? I hope it yeah. serves her because I appreciate it and I think she does a great job. You know, yeah. I think that's a big part of it where I think a lot of times on TV people are afraid to, you know, they don't want to say the wrong thing. They're like, Oh, I used to play with them, you know. Yeah, no, she doesn't sugarcoat much, which aren't like we always talk about like as now I'm a fifth year, it was five year, years ago, and we're like, ah, oh, like yeah. she was the best for that. Like yeah. there was no you know, there's a line. If you crossed it, you're getting called out. So we loved it. Uh, your sophomore year, Murphy transferred over. So this was like the inception of the 600-point line, right? That's when it all started. Uh, you had uh, Jovatich and Abby were there. And, uh, you're, you know, you had Fontaine. You had Hobson, McGinnis. I mean, that's some pretty big names on the back end for you. And then my favorite player, uh, Tessa Ward was a senior also. I love the way she plays uh, or played. Um, so I assume like now you're, it's a lot more comfortable. You got this unbelievable D that you're playing behind. You know, if you want to speak to, uh, well, Fontaine liked to rush, I know, but you had a lot of stay home, stay home defensemen there. Uh, I assume that made your life a lot easier as a netminder. Yeah, I'm trying to think my sophomore year. I I think, I mean, like you said, like we had, that was a very strong year, D and forwards. So, I mean, I, we always joke about Aaron having like more assists than most players because she would l- put out a rebound to the corner and Skylar Fontaine would grab yeah. it end to end and score. And yeah. I mean, that was, wow. Now that you're saying this like lineup, that was, that was quite the team. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't realize with McGinnis that uh, slap shots are hereditary. I mean, for, you know what I mean? Like, wait a minute, what? That's, that doesn't seem fair. Yeah, I don't know. She like that was like her coming out year too. Like she yeah. just popped off that year, so that was really exciting for the team too to have someone kind of like sprout out like that. Take that any day. And then your junior year. So this is what I always think as a player, be it high school or college the junior year is when you transition to that leadership role. You start to become one of the vets. You know, the seniors are looking at you as like, hey, we're in charge of this. The freshmen and sophomores are looking at you like, please help me. 
you know, <laughs> and then you had uh, Matty Mills transferred over. Uh, you had Frankel's Patty Kaz run, which to be on the inside of that must have been awesome to see. And then you had Irving come in and Mariano and Paige Taborski. That was the freshman class. So now how was that transition for you? Did you feel any different? Was there a bit of pressure or a different type of pressure even? Um, I would say it was like I mentioned I did some things wrong. And I would say like I didn't really come out of my shell as like a person or as a leader until my fifth year when I started to play. And I kind of mm -hmm. regret that. I think I could have been a bigger voice on the team, um, but I just didn't feel like comfortable. Well, I don't think there's a wrong path. I don't think you should hold, beat yourself up on that one. Everybody, um, everybody's personality is different. Yeah. So I think in regards to like that, I was still in a pretty similar role as I was before. Um, but like you said, like, um, you know, we, we got to, you know, Aaron was on her run and, uh, you know, Maddie Mills came in and me and Maddie, she played for Pennsylvania for like her pre high school years. And so like, oh, okay. I, I knew who she was because she was so good. And like, she was two years older than me. So I never played with her, but like, Oh, like that's Maddie Mills. Like she was a legend. And so when she came in, she ended up living with me. And I was oh. like, like, kind of like, Oh, like, is this going to be weird? Like, like, do we know each other? Times I ask her for a picture before it stops being weird. Yeah. And then <laughs> we ended up becoming like, best friends and oh, so great. that that was a really good year for me like I kind of like I did you know I I started to get like a little bit more comfortable like I don't know it took a long time for me but um that was kind of like that was the year you're right like the junior year is kind of like your breakout year a little bit you're more comfortable with the team you're the older kids so. you know the systems yeah yeah when when you first came as a freshman did you know anybody in the program or on the team um wow i'm trying to think there's no way the answer is no i feel like with the everyone the way you cross play each other you know in yeah, different I mean, leagues and teams i was just curious but yeah i mean i remember like i think someone was at like usa camps with me and yeah. stuff but i i don't think i ever played with any of them i think the most person like would be maddie from you know, playing with her from afar. So okay. I'm surprised the answer is no. And then last year you had the full, you know, Chloe, Murph, and Alina, the whole mania around that, deservedly so. And since you guys won't say it, I'll say it, when Alina got robbed for the Patty Cavs. I know, don't, I don't want to get you in trouble. Coach Flint was like, I didn't say that. Um, you had a the, the historic run in net. Uh, another Frozen Four, and this is when I think everybody discovered your love of Ingalls Arena, right? It was last year. It's like your jam, Ingalls Arena, this year and last. I mean, if there's a – when we get to the f favorite rinks, I, I know I think we know your answer outside of Matthews. Yeah, I mean, and if I'm being honest, when I was looking at other schools, Yale was up there, and so oh, yeah? it was like a little bit of a grudge match for me. Nice. So I don't know. And I do really like that rink. It's cool. And so to go in it and like play well is always icing on top. So is there, is there, is it a site? Is that what helps a goalie? It's a little, I assume it's a little different than a skater. Like a, a rink you like versus a rink you don't like is the lighting part of it or the backdrop. Can that play into effect? Do you even notice that stuff or am I overthinking it? I'm sure goalies do. I, I, I don't. Oh, there's, all right. There's, there's th certain things that, I do and don't like about a rink, like 
like BC's is very symmetrical, so I'm always confused on where I am, like which end. I'm Dude, at. BC's like is a absolute maze figuring out your way around there. Me last year for the bean pot, I was late everywhere. It was like into the oh, who's that? Oh, morning skate. Sorry, I got lost again. Yeah, it, it, every press scrum, everything. I stopped going. I was really? like, you know what? I'm just gonna sit here. I found where I'm supposed to be. Yeah, so um, I understand what you're saying. And then, like, just as an athlete, I, I no one else feels this way, but I love playing at Wallaby. I think, really? like, the um, BU's. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. They're, they're like one of the few other schools, at least in Hockey East, that can get a pretty good fan section going. And, like, mm -hmm. at Northeastern, we always have some, we have a pretty good section going. Usually, yeah. it's like, it's fun to be on the receiving end of that. So sure. Oh yeah. I always yeah. wondered if goalies, because the listen, the doghouse. Uh, me and my wife have learned that sometimes we should move away from the doghouse when my daughter's with us. Yeah. Um, but I always wondered if that, if the, if the, so, so it doesn't bother you. It fires you up more. Would you say? Yeah, it's just fun. Like I mean, it's something like all the guys get. You know, guys pack the stadium, so like. To have something comparable to that, like with the from the woman's side, it's just like it's just fun. It just shows yeah. it's, just like, it's just like supportive. Even though they're like rooting against you, it's like, yes, they're here, like we have fans. <laughs> it's cool. I don't care. And like their band is always like kind of messing with you too. I don't know. I think it's just fun. No, they actually at the bean pot last year, they were pretty loud, the BU band. They only brought like a handful of people, but I think they brought all their amps. I think is what it was. <laughs> and it was it was pretty loud. Plus, everyone, I mean. If the one thing that most of Boston can unite in is uh, rooting against BC. So everybody gets on board <laughs> of that. Um, so now this year, graduate year. Do you, so with the run that Northeastern's been on over the over your time there, plus your year last year, where you set all those records. Did you feel a little different extra pressure, especially with the 600 point line walking out the door? Do you guys feel that? Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and, I think and a lot shows, of it falls on you and Carter and the defense. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think coming into the year, I think that was a big, like, hey, like we've we've got more or less the same decor, mm -hmm. um, and we're you know we're losing a lot of strong forwards, but uh, I think we knew offensively we were going to struggle a little bit for a while, and I think at times we hit our grooves, and sometimes you know it just looks like the puck is like has a force field and won't go into the net. Um, and so I think, like, if you look at our record, there's a lot of games that are going, like, one goal difference. And so I think we've had to – said that you guys are 10 feet away from undefeated. <laughs> Which, it's a funny line, but if you think about it, he's right. He's I mean, right. No, the I amount think... of posts and the amount of, like, just misses on the on the offensive zone. Yeah, and, and it's not like we've had a – I mean, I don't know if we've lost a game – with like even a there's been like one or two games with a two goal differential where we've right. lost like so i mean we are just so close and i think bit by bit we're figuring it out um but it, it was just a huge adjustment like like i said like you used to be able to just pass the puck to skyler or like you know alina chloe mark would take the puck and get you a goal when you needed it and like we don't have that this year and and so it, it was almost like we had to like reestablish our identity as a team and we're figuring it out. I feel like the last 
Well, the run up before the break and then since the break, I feel like you guys are kind of hitting a little bit of a stride. I I, I don't want to jinx it. Carp's always yelling at me not to say stuff that I'm going to jinx something. Yeah, I'll break. give it. I mean, we were. We were on like a five game win streak, yeah. uh, a couple big wins with like the OT against BU. Um, we had like a random game in the North Shore against BC that we won. Yeah, that was, An odd, that was odd. That was odd. Yeah. It was, it was cool. Like, it's always fun to do community. What's it up in Gloucester, right? Like, like a muni rink. Yeah, but it was like so cold. Oh, really? Freezing. <laughs> like, do you, prefer, do you prefer a colder ring for the ice, or do you like it softer, the ice, as a goalie? Um, There's something you should know about me, and I have no, like, I'm clueless about goalie stuff. Like, no, I don't, I'm just curious. I, I, don't know. I don't really talk to goalies ever. Even when I coached, I'd be like, you good? And they'd be like, yeah, I'm good. I'd be like, yeah. I don't game. know. I don't know when ice is soft, when ice is hard. Oh, okay. I don't know what I get my skates sharpened at. I don't know what kind of equipment I have. <laughs> like I'm, I don't like. That's never been something I've thought about. Or no, that's great. Um, but that yeah, would be the most goalie answer ever. To be. Yeah, <laughs> we were on a run, and then, and I, I would say we were still on a run, but then we kind of had a bump this weekend with Maine. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I'm like, yeah, well, we hit our stride, and then we kind of lose it sometimes. But the main was a, I mean, that's a one goal overtime loss. Right. So that's not, I mean, that's a bounce, you know? Yeah. That's what it was. Like we just, you know, we, that day we couldn't, you know, we hit posts. We, we just couldn't finish. Um, Blame the stairs. It's walking down those stairs. That's what the, the stupidest thing crazy. ever. My, so I was watching the game and my sister-in-law is here and she's like, she, she'll watch hockey. She, she loves watching you guys. Um, but she'll watch hockey with me if I have it on. She happened to walk in the room as you guys were going. And I don't know if it was you, but someone was like death grip on the railing walking down the stairs. And she goes, what are they doing? And I'm like, oh, that's how you get to the rink. She yeah. goes, both teams? I'm like, nope, just a visiting team. She's like, why? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> There's a locker room where you don't have to do that. Yeah. But I don't know, like, when you do and when you don't get that locker room. So, I guess this week. probably depends on your record coming in. The <laughs> yeah, That's probably honestly. what it is. <laughs> yeah. And it's so scary. It's, like, it's it's not fully padded. Like, there's cement. And if you look, there's, like, kick marks from people's yeah. skates kicking the cement. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, now, talking, we're talking about leadership. Now, you're actually wearing the letter. Uh, and I saw you rocking the C when Carter was out. Uh, does it feel heavy? Is it heavy on the jersey? Not much change for me. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, I get, it's a feeling of uh, respect from the team. You know, it's got to be some type of an honor to to wear it in general. Yeah, I mean, it totally is. And I think I think my leadership and just like my person personality um, kind of evens the scales with like Meg. And, mm -hmm. like, and I think that's really important. Um, and like even Katie and Abby, I'd say are closer to that like Meg side of they're very serious. They're a very lead by example. And um, I'm, I'm a little bit more of the like, Hey, like what's going on? Like where, where are we? Like where, like I, I'm. We'll get to that in the lightning round, but your name comes up quite a bit in lightning round questions in the past. So we'll, we'll, you'll, you'll hear that when we get there. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I think I just kind of, I give a little bit of reprieve um for people to relax and um and when I was wearing the C like nothing like I said nothing really changed for me because Meg was still leading mm -hmm. off ice and like on ice you know 
Katie and Abby, they take charge a lot, you know, they're, so I don't know. It, it's, I didn't know if you like made a special trip to the refs to be like, Hey, uh, you guys want to have any, any questions? You guys can run it by me. You know, that was like ridiculous. That. They they would come up to me like I had to meet with them before the game, and they were like, "Okay, if you have any questions, like just send your assistant captains because you can't talk to us because you're internet." I'm like, I know, like, <laughs> what? Well, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, like good game though. Good best of luck, and then I leave. Uh, I do also like how you always put the uh, puck on the blocker for him. Yeah, I'm. I always like. Yeah, so we talk the refs. There's no, no reason you have not to. to. There's no reason not to. No, I agree with you 100. I, Katie, a long time ago pointed. I pointed out how she picks it up and hands them to the ref. I go, the more you butter them up, the better it's going to be for you. Totally. <laughs> Especially the way she plays. <laughs> um, so now this year you have some freshmen that came in and have taken pretty prominent roles with Allie Lalonde, Ella Blackmore, and then on defense Riley Jones, especially the last six or eight games, Riley Jones has been in, in a lot more uh, like power play minutes and more ice time. And so now seeing that as a fifth year, are you like, oh, look at the little little birds leaving the nest? Like, like yes. It's like <laughs> so cute to see these freshmen doing so well. And like, I, I mean, just because she's a defenseman, like I especially love jonesy like she's yeah. just so cute and perfect and and I'm, I'm really happy with the way she plays i think you know like defensively she's sound i yeah. always know what she's gonna do um and then it's really fun to see the other freshmen kind of like their playing styles really come to life and like now i know like their strengths like and it, it's cool to see like how from like day one to now how much they've not necessarily like improved, like I'm sure they've improved, but like they've just felt like it looks like they feel more comfortable to play like to their strengths. Sure. And I think that's really cool. What's well, a big transition going from your parents' house to college, right? And then it's you're not you're not the big stud at your program because everyone that goes to a D1 program was probably a stud at their high school program or their prep mm -hmm. school, you know, and now all of a sudden you're like, hey you're you're struggling for fourth line minutes so how about you zip it you know and i know the systems that you guys employ are not the most straightforward for someone coming in so it's a lot totally you know? i mean that's you hit it on the head like everyone that's coming in was first line and for some people it takes a little bit of a it's a bit of a pill to swallow but i think especially this year's class they've done a really good job of adapting and like you said our systems are hard so like you know, they're just learning. They're just babies. They're figuring it out. <laughs> like little Bambi deers going out in the ice. That's what it is till they get oh, their legs. So when I talked to some of your teammates, they talked about your humor, how you're an outdoorsy person, hiking, uh, the backbone of our team, one of the most easygoing people I've ever met, which is a cool quality for a goalie. Uh, you just, they talked about how you bring so much joy to the team. Uh, and then when I asked you, the coaches, so I always ask Coach Carp for three words to describe the players. Uh, leader, competitor, and selfless. That was what he said. And he said the craziest part is how you came in, you know, thinking you were going to be the starter, and then you stuck it out even though you were a stud, which is – I mean, you could just hear Carp saying that, right? <laughs> um, and your your good friend Abby texted me how she overslept, so feel free to give her grief for this for till the end of time. Uh misresponsible overslept and never got back to me i told you she was celebrating she had uh you know she was up past 11 watching the lions and it just messed up her whole cycle 
She's going to have to eat extra sweet potatoes to catch up. <laughs> so you and Abby with the biking, how did that come about? And is it true that you guys just happened to go bike riding on the Pan Mass Challenge that day? Like 100%. I, my dad had done this bike ride where he like took him and some of his buddies like biked and camped. And like my dad is not like he figured out a path that was entirely downhill <laughs> for like hundreds of miles. And then he took a train back. So like that's right, so between ride. between that story and the duct taping of the pads, I think me and your dad would get on pretty well. He's, he's he's a pretty interesting guy so he did that and i was like oh that sounds kind of cool like i like to bike i have a he bought me a pretty nice bike a few years ago i mean technically he bought it for my mom for their anniversary but he bought me a pair of shoes for the bike so he bought me a bike um and so and i like i was like oh like it'd be cool to go to p-town like bike to p-town that's doable and i just so wait you guys had never so prior to this what was like your distance that you had done were you doing any distances or you just were like hey i know it's two hours by car but i can um, ride it like no i'd bike around the city um okay. one time i was like bored and i wanted there was like a like a nature thing like 40 i think ground trip was like 45 50 miles and i did that and i was like that's not that bad like it took my time and so i was like i was like i want to go to p-town i've never been there and you can bike and take the ferry back like that yeah. sounds sweet and so i i knew abby was just kind of like she was getting into biking i also know abby's always down for a good time so i texted her and i was like i'll plan it like i'll figure it out like let's do this and she was on board and the day of i went to go to a bike store to buy like a water pouch and mm -hmm. he was like oh you're doing the pan mass challenge and i was like no what is that no like give me my water bottle and so i like left didn't ask any questions because i didn't know what he was talking about and um we start biking and there's like a million people with us. There's signs everywhere that's like, thank you for like raising the money. There's people with cowbells cheering us on. I'm like, what is happening? And little did the I know. really travels well. They're out here supporting me and Abby. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. And like people were, some of the bikers were like impressed with what we were doing because we had uh, all of our gear on our back and stuff. And I was oh, like, okay. oh, we're doing this in like three days. You're doing this in like a few hours. So yeah. It was a fun trip, and then we took the ferry back. But. When she told me that, I was like, come on, because we had her on to promote her actually doing the pan mass. Yeah. And she told that story, and I'm like, this sounds like an urban legend. She's like, I swear, it's the truth. Yeah, no, 100% an accident. I'd never even heard of it before. No, oh, that's great. Yeah. Um. All right, I got the, the lightning round. Oh, but one just popped in my head. Do you talk to your posts? Um, no, but uh, the other day there was a, leg, a puck that was trickling through my legs, and Meg tucked it behind yeah, me. I, saw I gave that. her, I gave her a big kiss on the cheek. <laughs> I was just curious. Uh, all right, so we got the team. The team ones first. Um, who's the best dress on the team? The game day walk-ins. Who's the star of the show? Lily B. Yeah, uh, that one's consistent. I got to change that up because it's the same answer every time. <laughs> uh, who's the biggest? Uh, on ice chirper on the team. This is the Tessa Ward memorial question. Yeah, it. okay. If it's it can't go to Tessa anymore, and I don't think we have a big chirper, but Molly Griffin laid one on an OSU girl at, at the NCAA's last year, and it is like notoriously the funniest thing that has ever been said. Nice. All Comes right. Regularly. Uh, you're named in that quite a bit, you know. What? Yeah, you're you're one of the ones. And this next one is there someone on the team that keeps the team loose? 
Um, You get that that one too. Really? I would still, I'd give that one to, again, like Lily B, even like Peyton A. Okay. Um, who I had to to change the phrasing of this question because I was like, who's the toughest to go against in drills? And everybody's like, no one. (laughs) But who, so who makes you better by going against them in in some of the the drills that you guys do? Or who's the most challenging for you? Um, this one, and I tell her this all the time for whatever reason, Molly Griffin scores on me more than anyone, and she doesn't have the hardest shot, she doesn't have the quickest release, but there's something about her that like. It's annoying that she scores on me the most. They're um, saying that there's always, for every goalie, there's a shooter that they can't figure out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there really is, and she's mine. So I mean, Peyton A scores on me a lot, too, because she freshman year, I told her where my weakness was, and she she right, let's, not, let's not say that. Uh, I'll <laughs> uh, in your opinion, who's the best skater on the team? Um, Like... I don't know. I guess I'd say Meg. I feel like okay. she doesn't take a lot of strides, but she just yeah. moves. Yeah, she trucks. Yeah. She just trucks. Uh, who's the best dancer? Because I know the way you guys, every TV timeout, every, it's crazy the amount of dancing that goes on with your squad. Uh, I would assume most people say Lily B. Yeah, I think she gets a lot of those. She gets a lot. Yeah, she's more of it's a lot funny. of I will say between her being like the best dressed and the dancer – the way she plays does not it like they don't compute. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, she's yeah. I'll give you that one. That is interesting. Um, best hands, sickest angles. Um, sometimes Peyton A will just okay. do something that's like disgusting. Yeah. Well, Even I... she like looks confused after it. So. <laughs> do you have um any pregame rituals or superstitions? Things you like to that you like to have laid out ahead of time or. Um, I have like my warm up that I do and, and like, it's like a juggling thing that I picked up this year and, and I won't like move on until I, I ace the pattern. Okay. That's oh. been new. And that's kind of annoying because then it's like, okay, I'm stuck here juggling cause I can't get this pattern. Um, and then superstition, I, I like, don't know if I have, uh, turns out I put all my, like every time I put my stuff on, like it's always my right leg first, which I think is just like what i do i don't think it's superstition but now that i notice it i probably won't change that yeah 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 um so yeah i'm, I'm not terribly superstitious uh one person on the team that you need no matter the time place wherever your car breaks down in the middle of brighton at 3 a.m who are you calling uh car breaks down at 3 a.m oh man Oh, that's a tough one. I don't know. For some reason, I want to say Peyton C. I feel like okay. you would be able to like figure it out for me or something. Oh, with Abby oversleeping, I, I understand why <laughs> it wasn't your choice. Uh, Coach Carp is on the blue. This is a different question for the goalie. Coach Carp's on the blue line with 10 pucks. How many is he getting past you? How, how often does he listen to these? Ah, it doesn't matter. You say whatever you want. There's no funny with you gonna Zero. do. What of do we course. Say? Yeah, of course. That's a that's a layup, those questions. All <laughs> right. So <laughs> these ones are these ones are this is the real lightning round where it gets all over the place. Uh your favorite cartoon character. Um, like anyone from yeah. Ed, Ed and Eddie. Okay. Uh if you could live anywhere in the world, where would you pick? 
I think I'd stick with Boston. All right. All right. Kind of a uh, sucking up to the crowd, but all right. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so we talked about this a little bit. What is your favorite and least favorite rinks to play in? Favorite Matthew's rink. out of it. Matthew's out of it. Uh, then I'm going to go with Wally B for favorite. Least favorite, Providence. Okay. Maybe maybe Maine, but I think Providence. Uh, celebrity crush? Do you have a celebrity crush? Um, anyone in Hollywood with the name Ryan, they're all really good. Rosling, <laughs> Reynolds, you name it. All right, fair enough. Um, what is a skill that you don't possess that you would love to master? Oh, I think it'd be really cool to be really good at basketball. Oh, all right. Yeah. I've never got that answer from a hockey player. That's a good one. <laughs> I want to be good at it. Um, I feel like you that's an achievable one for you. Well, I tried uh, unicycling and that didn't work out. So oh my gosh. Um, well, you know, if you master unicycling, I believe that there are leagues where they play basketball on unicycles. I would not doubt that. That could be <laughs> that's the potential. Um, your go-to pizza topping. Um, pepperoni with ranch dipping sauce. Okay. Uh do you use on your on your paddle black tape or white? Uh, on the blade, I use black paddle. I just use the like just the grip that's on there. Okay. Do you go on the blade? Do you go heel to toe or toe to heel when you tape it? Heel to toe. Uh, guilty pleasure TV show or your most recent binge? Oh, I just watched the uh, Epstein Files show. On Was that show. good? I feel like that'd be sad and depressing. It was sad and depressing, and I I like got into it and i was like uh i'm just gonna play in the background now because i wanted to like know i wanted to be able to like have those conversations that people are like i don't i didn't know enough about it yeah but now i'm like i know too much it's funny that you say that because i watched recently there's a netflix thing on the guy who founded uber who i had never heard of with i'm a little too old i missed the whole uber thing and um I had never heard of him or anything, and it was and it was Joseph Gordon-Levitt who I like as an actor, and the guy um, Kyle Chandler, I think his name is, another actor. I'm like, oh, they're good. I'll watch this. It was six episodes, and at the end, I'm like, oh, so they're all still billionaires? Like it was so unsatisfying. I'm like, this was like not. So I don't recommend that one. But yeah, it didn't sound like documentary worthy. Yeah, six episodes. So, yeah, I was, I, and and then once you're halfway in, you're like, well, now I got to see how it ends because I didn't know the story. All right. Well, anyways, um, would you rather be able to speak any language in the world or have the ability to talk to animals? I got. I I feel like like I should say language, but I'm definitely going to say talk to animals. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, start bench or cut. This is the NCAA version of Mary. <laughs> so start bench or cut. Pancakes, waffles, French toast. Cut waffles, bench, French toast, start pancakes. Okay. Uh, is there a current? I well, you said you don't really watch a whole lot of NHL. I was going to ask if there's a current NHL player that reminds you of like your game, your style. No, I, will I, say that. I think the flurry one is is a pretty good comp because I think your personality and how he is, I think that that kind of makes it similar, and you're both very good goalies. So I think that's a good comp. I really do. Okay. I'll go with that one then. Um, cats or dogs? Dogs. All right. Good. I'm glad you answered that. So the leadership group, you, Noel, Carter, and Abby. What are the what are the breeds? Like what's Carter? What's Katie? What's Abby? Oh. 
Abby is like, like she's, I think it's it's not a cocker spaniel, but she's some kind of spaniel. Okay. I think. Like kind of like a long-eared, but like very trustworthy, well-behaved kind of dog. You know, okay. like solid dog. Um, Meg and Katie, one of them needs to be kind of like a bulldozer dog, I think, <laughs> just by the style that they play. Okay. Um. Ah, man. So I I don't know, but they're also like very like good like structured people. So it's not like they're a bulldog like drooling. They're like. <laughs> Maybe it's like a eloquent, eloquent like bull mastiff. One of those okay. like dogs, yeah. the show one. I want to say like okay. Uh, then, then they got the intelligence of the poodle. I don't. That's a tough one. They're very different. You'd be surprised. I think with like their well, you probably know, but their personality versus like their play style. So it's right. kind of oh no, that's usually the way it is. Yeah. And then yeah. what would you what would you say would be the breed that would represent you the best? Oh. I'm getting a cameo. There he um, is. Probably a French bulldog. I'm told that me and my dog are pretty similar. So. That's a great picture. Yeah. Uh, all right, just a couple more. Um, would you rather fight a horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? Horse-sized duck. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite pastime not hockey-related? You know, not to toot my own horn but i've gotten really into reading recently and i'm okay. feeling like quite the uh intellect <laughs> all right all right no yeah. that's good any any books you want to recommend anything what type well what what genre um well a bunch like me murph and a bunch of the teammates we, we've we've been getting into like a thriller vibe so okay. you know we're all like geeking over the silent patient it's pretty good um just wrote read daisy jones in the six okay but based off like Fleetwood Mac and like yep. there, it was cool. So yeah. So a little bit of everything. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, who would you pick to play you in a movie about your life? Um, this wouldn't be fitting, but Blake Lively, just because she's so pretty. I want. Oh, be Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, just a few more. Pick a superpower. What would be your superpower? Flying. Flying. Okay. With wings or just like Superman? Um, just like Superman. I don't think okay. I want wings. If you had a music festival with any band or artist, living or dead, give me your top three. The Phillips uh, Festival. So I've gone to a couple of music festivals, so I would say Miley Cyrus. Okay. Um, Post Malone is very good. And um, I would say Childish Gambino, like, I don't listen to him that much, but he's just such a good performer that his show is unreal. Did you ever watch the show Atlanta that he did? No. You should check that out. You might like that. It's a little offbeat. Uh, some really good actors in it, and I think it was see the two or three seasons. Yeah. Okay. But, I'll try. Yeah, it, that's a good was, one. He like his show was just really cool. All right. Cool. And then last one, the uh, most famous person in your phone. Like probably like Alina or Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fine. They're both famous. I yeah. Mean. I don't know. I don't think there's. I wish it was someone like really cool, but. I mean, they're pretty cool. All right. Oh, that's pretty good. All right. Well, that's all we got for you. Uh, that's all we got for this episode of the uh, Northeastern Huskies on our, our YouTube channel, available on your all your platforms. Up next for the Huskies is the first round of the Bean Pot. Uh, yeah. Tomorrow night. Yeah, tomorrow night. I'm not sure when this is going to come out, so we'll just assume that you guys dusted Harvard and uh, you're moving on. Um, and I just want to thank you for coming on. And like I say all the time, 
pound for pound, the best hockey entertainment value is at historic Matthews Arena to watch the Northeastern women's hockey. I mean, you can't you can't beat it in the best barn in probably in the in the country. So uh, for Brownie, for Gwyneth Phillips signing off. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks. This is where it always goes south. (laughs) I'm not the guy who normally hits the buttons. There we go.